Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Stuff That Matters podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this week. On this episode, Sydney and I talked about emotional and physical boundaries and just how important they are to keep in check, um, how they can affect our relationships and um, the positives and negatives that can come from each of those. If you are enjoying the podcast and you would like to support us, you can do that easily by uh, giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out and it shows us that you like it. So we appreciate that. And without further ado, here is this week's episode. Welcome back to the Stuff That Matters podcast. Every week set, for the past like four weeks that we've done this, you've looked at the recording and gone, can I you just hear wonder, us? I just wonder if it's loud enough. That's all. I get nervous. It is loud enough every time. I don't want to get like 30 minutes into recording something and be like, oh, we couldn't hear anything the whole time. You know and what I'm I like, could do? That's what I don't want to do. Hey, record it. You know what I could do? What? Turn up the volume. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or like it wasn't on the whole time and there was no audio at all. That's what I get worried about. Well, there it, it clearly is. Mm, clearly? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, welcome back. See, look, Spike, ow. Okay. Welcome back. How's everyone go- uh, doing? How's everyone going? I'm going good. How are you going? Good. <laughs> it's hot in this room that we're doing it in. Yep. That was my idea. Doing it. The Sex podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. Just, okay. Well, what are we talking about Talking this about, week? speaking of doing it, we're talking about physical lust and emotional lust and how it fits into gender roles and norms and how it affects your singleness and your relationships and even marriage and all that jazz. Yep. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> so... I got the idea for this um, when I was talking to my friend the other day and I was telling her about how like obvious like physical boundaries are in a marriage. Like, like not with your husband or I mean, not with your spouse, obviously, like, you know, but like, obviously, like I can't do a lot of physical, physical things with other men. Like, that's obvious. You know what you can and can't do. But emotional boundaries are kind of difficult if you're someone who, like, likes to connect with people on a deeper level or has a personality that tends to be flirtatious or... Raise your hand. It's me. It's me that I'm talking about. And me. Uh, No. Yep. No. Thank the Lord. I'm way too jealous to have a spouse who's flirtatious. What do you mean? I'm not flirtatious. I know. I'm saying you're not flirtatious. Well, so what do you mean? I am definitely flirtatious. You're barely flirtatious with me and we're married. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to do that crap. Yeah. It's not that hard. Anyways. <laughs> so I only say this because I feel like we talk about physical boundaries all the time because those are super obvious. But emotional boundaries don't feel as obvious to me. And I feel like I see that a lot in marriages that are struggling because... A lot of times I feel like I see a lot of women who feel not like they don't like have a lot of emotional needs that are being met by their spouse. Like they feel like ignored or like 
like, I guess that, like, girls care about things that guys don't, in a sense. Like, we care about, like, the feeling of, like, being pursued. And we care about the feeling of... Actually, I shouldn't generalize, because I'm sure a lot of guys do enjoy that. Um, But, like, we care about that, like, you know, like, the spark and the butterflies and all that stuff that you get when you're dating a lot of Mm -hmm. times. And, like, the, um, like, random acts of kindness and all that stuff. Like, we almost need, like, affirmation to know that you love us. And I feel like a lot of guys just need you to, like, be with them to know. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about that the other day, about how, like, like you were just saying, it's so, like, generally women need, like, above and beyond. And I think a lot of guys just assume that they're significant other is just like if they're chill then like if I'm chill then you're chill like yeah I'm just I'm just hanging out so that's enough for you like it's enough for me personally it is enough like for us to just be hanging out even if we're like on our phones or not like being super intentional with each other as long as we're spending time together and and in the same room as each other and being in one another's presence and if we want to talk about something then we do and if not then we don't like that's fine for me yeah like I could live like that and I'd be like that's fine because I don't really like talking a lot about like you want to have you want to have like deep conversations every single day. Yep. About how I'm feeling and how every my every single second. Pretty much. Yep. And how my emotions affect me and all this stuff and all the things from my childhood. How do they affect me now? I'm like <laughs> I don't know what you're, I don't know what to say. I just want to not say anything. And you're like, but, but talk. And it's just not. And I, I don't, I mean, there's definitely guys that are much more emotional and there's girls that aren't as emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that most of the guys that I know are pretty similar to me and most of the girls that I know are pretty similar to you. Yeah. We can't just, we can't just get in the mindset of wh- however I feel is how they feel. Because it's easy yeah. for me to slip into that too. It's just like I was saying, like, whatever I'm okay with doesn't mean that you're okay with too. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that mindset that can really like mess with people. Right. Because if you're, if you get in the mindset of like, if I'm good, then they're good and you don't like check in with each other or like, you don't like, it's important like as a couple to pay attention to what's normal and mm-hmm. to feel like the shift of what's not. Like you can feel a shift if there's something wrong, right. you know, even if it's just like demeanor or lack of conversation or body language or whatever, like pay attention to that stuff because it's when we don't, and I'm not saying it's necessarily the other person's responsibility to ask me what's wrong. Like, it's my responsibility to communicate how I'm feeling. But if I'm sucking, and that happens a lot, then <laughs> it's nice to have someone like my husband to say, hey, what's going on? Because I need that extra push before I start talking. And I say that mainly because I think that when you start to let that go, like that aspect of like trying to figure out what's going on in your partner's head um like I don't know just in general not talking about things that's when women will go seek it somewhere else right and that's the emotional boundaries that I'm talking about because like obviously it's not okay for me to have sex with someone else or kiss someone else or hold hands with somebody else or touch anyone else ever touching's kind of hard for me (laughs) well I was kidding like someone's sad I want to give them a hug you, you know can't. like if I don't know I do it like the shoulder touch thing and I'm like I feel like that's too far sometimes because I'm like that's unnecessary when you're just talking you're like yeah 
Oh, yeah. And I'm laughing, and then I, like, touch shoulder, and they're like, oh, my God, she's in love with me. I'm just kidding. Well, that's honestly how some people think. But some people do think like that. And so, obviously, I mean, it's not obvious, I guess, but a lot of physical boundaries are known. Like, I can't do that. But with emotional boundaries, it's no one tells you what you can and can't do, really. Like, society doesn't really say that, hey, when you're mad at your husband, don't text somebody else about it. Right. Actually, they probably encourage it because everybody does that. <laughs> like, Not even intentionally encourage it, but, I mean, it's like, I do this, so, you know. I mean, everybody else does this, so why wouldn't I do this? Or, like, if you are having, especially doing that with other men, oh, my gosh. Like, messaging, like, a guy friend or another guy and complaining about your spouse or your whoever you're in a relationship with. It's just so dangerous because it's like, you're trusting that person with your emotions when it should have been put towards your relationship. Yeah. And I think that's, and that's the easy stuff. Like even that feels like wrong to me. I think it's the stuff where like I had an instance um, like last week where I was like talking with a friend for a while, um, like, and we were alone in his car. And afterwards I was like, was that okay? I honestly don't know. Because I, in my head, I'm just being a friend, but like at the same time, you don't want anyone to feel weird or get feelings. And I don't think about that stuff. Like I just support people and like love people. And then I don't think about how that makes other people feel. And so I feel like a lot of times when it comes to emotional, like emotional lust and emotional boundaries and all those things, you kind of have to think about one, how would my spouse feel if I were here? And two... How is this type of support making someone else feel? Right. I, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely that is, like, much easier for me because I'm just not – I don't know. I'm not, like – But you don't have, like, girl relationships either. No. So that's – that just, like, takes a lot of it out of the equation. The only, the only woman I talk to is you. Yeah. And my mom. Yeah. I feel threatened by her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um – yeah, I don't really know. I think it's just, it, I mean, emotional boundaries are definitely important. And it's, like Sydney said, it's super easy. I mean, that goes both ways. Like, these are, yeah. I think they're generally one way and generally another. Like, generally women are more emotional. But also, if, like, if I, w- if I were to have other relationships with women that I, that I was close with and that I talked to often, like, if I'm mad at you and then I go talk to somebody else about it, like it's it's like you said it's so easy to all of a sudden feel more connected to that person than your than your own wife. Yeah. Because because you're confiding in them more than you're confiding in your wife and and it it doesn't like honestly it doesn't sound as it doesn't sound like dangerous. It doesn't sound like a big deal. But I think I think it it becomes more and more obvious how big of a deal it is when you, like when you really consider like what that can lead to. And if we want to talk about physical lust as well as emotional, like the boundaries in both areas, then I think, I think most, not all, obviously, but I think most physical, like, affairs and like any time, I think that, I think that mostly starts with emotional, um, with emotional connection when, like, I don't, I mean, obviously it happens a lot now and it's, and it's sad how many people have affairs and their husband or their wife and, I think it can easily, it can really easily just an innocent kind of like work flirty thing with someone that you talk to, may talk to more than your wife can just easily turn into this physical thing that you never thought it would turn into. 
Yeah. And that's why I think I think there should be more of an emphasis on the emotional boundaries yeah. than there is in the physical boundaries. Because like you said, the physical boundaries are kind of obvious. Yeah. Like you don't kiss someone, you don't, you don't, like it's just, it's just obvious. What If you wouldn't do it, like, <laughs> if you wouldn't do it with your mom, you probably shouldn't do it with anybody else that's not your wife. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hugging, like hugging is fine if you're that kind of person, but like. How much, you obviously you don't take it much further than that, but but I think those can kind of go out the window whenever the emotional side is 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 a, like you allow it to build mm-hmm. as much as it does and and as much as as much as it is easier I think for men to sup to struggle with physical lust like a especially I I think this is more in our conversation would be more pertaining to marriages because we both of us believe that you shouldn't have sex outside of marriage. Mm-hmm. So for me, if we, if I feel like my physical needs aren't getting met, then I might look for that somewhere else. Right. But I'm also not a super physical person either. Right. So basically, I have no room to talk in this conversation at all. <laughs> <laughs> why am I here? That's true. Yeah, why are you here? Don't know. No, I I agree. And whenever I think about, um, like, when we think of men cheating, we think like, you know, oh my gosh, he had sex with somebody else. Like, that's what I think of immediately. Because we think of men being more physical. And so when they don't have their physical needs met, they go somewhere else. And when women don't have their emotional needs met, they go somewhere else. Like, that's generally what we think. But I feel like a lot of times, like like you said, the emotional need is not met first. And they go seek that out somewhere else. And then it turns into a physical situation. So, um. I mean, in my head, I'm thinking that talking to somebody and flirting with them isn't cheating on your spouse, but it's like really dangerous lines of like you're on the way there, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when I think about that, like it's so important to remember that like even though emotionally you feel a certain way, feelings are so fleeting. Like (laughs) I was thinking about that the other day and how much like I've let my feelings in the past and even now, like, they become my truth in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. It's crazy that we let feelings dictate our actions because guess what? You're going to feel this way today and maybe even tomorrow, but you won't the day after that. Like, right. it's just so fleeting. And so to act on something based on how you feel in a moment is insane. But I also understand why people cheat on each other. Like, I totally get it. I totally get it because... I know I'm saying this to my husband, but like, I totally get it because it's so much easier Yeah. to look outside of your marriage. It is. And, and it's outside always, of your relationship. It's, it's always, easier. It's, it's, it comes back to a comparison as well. When you look at, when you look at how someone else that you barely know may receive your emotional, like when you're feeling, when you're not feeling like you have that emotional connection with your spouse, like you would want to. Mm-hmm. Um, then all of a sudden they become the enemy. They they, yeah. they they become the villain and then they never listen to you and they never care what you think and all these mm-hmm. all these always and nevers and all these generalizations about how your life sucks because you're perfect and your wife isn't. And then you go to go to work or go to wherever and you're talking to another woman who barely knows you and she's like, Oh yeah, I totally get that says so one thing like, wow, And you're amazing. Wow, yeah. yeah. Wow, my wife would never do that. My husband would never do that, mm-hmm. except like that's just not true. And it's like other people are the best until they're not. 
Like, right. <laughs> like, how easy is it to fake being nice for a few hours a day or a few minutes a day whenever you talk to that person? Mm-hmm. Like, they just pretend like, they, like I don't know. Every Obviously, everybody has problems. Everybody, I guarantee that, like, I could go talk to every single person in the world and I wouldn't find a single person who, who doesn't have at least one thing that annoys me. Yeah. Like. If you, like, knew them a decent amount. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that. Like, all of the things that we think about our spouse or the person we're in a relationship with, like, we would easily feel that way about other people when we actually got to know them. Yeah. And the reason why relationships are hard is because you actually get to know each other. Right. Like, if it was all just surface all the time, guess what? It'd be super unfulfilling. But it wouldn't make you hate them. Well, that's why <laughs> That's why it's, like, super, honestly, it's super easy in the, in the beginning of relationships because you're still, like... I know. Like, awing over each other and, like, yeah. oh, wow. Well, love you so much and it's and it's nothing past like you don't you're not with each other enough to see the ugly sides Mm -hmm. you're not with each other enough to get on each other's nerves it's just always rainbows and sunshine and 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 then you get past a certain point and that kind of goes away and you're like why i I must be doing something wrong right (laughs) i don't know it's just no it is that's exactly how i feel sometimes like i always think about that i always think about well not always that's really really significant about that a lot (laughs) i think about it a lot i think about how like different it was in the beginning and if it should be the same now and like how successful marriages should be acting right now and i think about all those things and i just want to fix like anything that should be fixed or whatever and i make it all like a one template thing like this is how a marriage should be probably and we're not there and i'm so concerned and blah, blah blah and really the whole point is like i just I know that some people are not going to agree with me and it's so dumb, but like when you're committed to somebody, you're just committed. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't matter if they're the worst, like you'll work through the things that are difficult. And I know I'm saying that as a blanket statement as I don't know what these people who are listening to this are going through, but like when you're committed to someone, it's committed to all of them. Like the parts that suck the most, especially because without those parts, like it wouldn't really be a commitment because it'd just be like hanging out and super easy. Right. And I hate when people are like, okay, but, you know, marriages end in divorces. Okay, Pam, nobody cares about that opinion that you have. Sorry, Pam. Obviously, marriages can end in divorces, but the point is it's a commitment. Right. And you're emotionally committed to that person as much as you are physically. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people miss out on is the emotional piece of not only are you cheating on your spouse when you let other people have emotions that they should be knowing about, you're also doing a disservice to your marriage because you could be growing your marriage and you're destroying it instead, which right. is insane. Right. Missed opportunity for sure. Right. And it's, and I think it's, I think it can kind of give us a wake up call whenever we, whenever we really think about the little stuff, like as it really is and especially as it can become. Like you said, if you are relying on someone for, to meet your emotional needs more than your spouse, then you're cheating on them. Like mm-hmm. it's an emotional affair. Mm-hmm. And if you're going on the internet and looking at porn because you've, you're not getting the physical side that you that you think you need, you're cheating on them. Mm-hmm. It's I mean it's it's an it, that can be very emotional as well because mm-hmm. when you go elsewhere to have your physical, emotional, whatever needs met. Then, then that that thing or that person becomes more important to you than your than your spouse, mm-hmm. and then and then next thing you know, it, 
like I said, it's like they become the enemy. It's like you don't. It's like you. It's like you hate them. It's like they're interrupting like what you're doing outside of them. Yeah. Like in a way. Yeah. Like they like, get in the way. This is such an inconvenience to me. I know I committed. I'm committed to you, but I'm committed to this thing more. Yeah. That's just so hard, and I think that like a lot of people would roll their eyes when they would hear the term emotional affair because mm-hmm. like. It's if real, it's not dude. physical, it's not real, you yeah, know. It's so real. I mean, if if it's happening in your own life, and mm-hmm. I don't know if there, there's just so many things that people make excuses for because they because yeah. they want to make it seem okay. That, like there are things that people do that obviously they know is not okay, and then they make excuses for, and then they may say, like when they hear the term emotional affair, and if you're in, in an emotional affair right now, and you're trying to tell yourself you're not, you know you are. Yeah. And you know that it's not healthy for your relationship. And yeah. you know when you would when something comes up and you have to choose who would I rather talk to this about and it's not your spouse, mm-hmm. it's not your significant other, that's a problem. Yeah. Not I mean and not like every single thing ever. Like I have things that I would that I would rather go to one of my guy friends first mm-hmm. to talk about or to just to I don't know, to vent or, or whatever. But if it's like a real emotional need, like I'm hurting about something or I I don't know, something happens, like I, I, the first person I go to is Sydney every time. Because like that's how that's how it should be because she's she's who, like that's who I am, com- am committed to and like that's just the way it is. Yeah. And and it it makes it a lot easier for me because I know that she's always going to receive it. And I know that not everybody has that and that's hard and that's a different mm-hmm. situation than I have. But I mean, at the same time, it still applies. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's really hard because I feel like a lot of all of this, all of this, like, affair stuff is rooted in a lot of shame. And I feel like it's the shame that keeps you, like, stuck in there. Like, because you're too embarrassed to admit it, you're to yourself even, much less your spouse. And I just, I just want to... I don't know. I just feel like there's grace for you, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel like we put ourselves in all these places of feeling stuck. Like, there's no way for us to get out. Acting like there's no way to reconcile and no way to say that you're wrong and no way to talk to your spouse about the things that you've been going through. That's crazy. They were committed to you, too, as much as you were to them. Like, that was the whole point of the relationship. So, I think that, um, I mean, we've talked about a lot of things, but, like our personal lives with like you dealing with porn and admitting that to me. And I've had to say to Graham plenty of times, like, Hey, I feel really weird. Cause I like feel, I don't know. Like I've talked on here about how, like I went through like a couple days of being like, did I marry the wrong person? If I'm having feelings for other people, like, mm-hmm. but the important thing to remember is that temptation just doesn't go away. Like the things that you struggle with, you will likely struggle with for a really long time. Right maybe even forever. And if you don't include your spouse or whoever you're in a relationship with in those temptations, then like the likelihood of you like succeeding and dealing with them is really low to me because who are you going to talk to about them? Because I guarantee that you can't really trust yourself. Well, you have, I mean, you have other, like for me, I have a lot of other friends and a lot of other people who I trust and who I would and who I would talk to about those things but but like at the end of the day you and I or you and whoever you're in a relationship with 
Like if you if you really want that to work, then you're going to be with them for the rest of your life. Yeah. And you have to have a healthy relationship for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And and I and if there's something that you're going to somebody else about, then they should probably know about it too. Yeah. Even if you don't want to like. Even if there's some things that you would just want to talk to your buddies about or to your girlfriends about or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did I sound like 50 when I just said that? Girlfriends? Go talk to your girlfriends about it. Yeah, we don't say that. Well, go talk to your... Gal pals? Ga- I'm just kidding. <laughs> way worse. Anyways. But they should know about it. Like, yeah. if, if I'm struggling with something and it's something that I trust that I... It's, I don't know. Like, I would just... I want Sydney to know about everything that I talk to other people about. Even if yeah. I don't talk to her about it first, I'm still going to talk to her about it. But I'm also going to say, like, hey, I'm, I've been, like, struggling with this. I'm going to talk to somebody about it. And then, okay, first of all, obviously, let me say this. When I say I'm going to talk to somebody about it, it's always a guy. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to – I'm never going to confide in any other woman. I mean, yeah. I never will because yeah. I just I just don't. But even, even if I did, never before Sydney, never before my wife. Yeah, well, I, I actually don't. And this is a personal thing. Like, I don't ever talk to someone about you until I've talked to you because I tend to complain about you if I don't do that. I don't talk to anybody about you. I'm just saying things that I'm struggling with, in, like, in general. Okay, well, I'm th- I'm saying anything that bothers you. Like, anything that involves you, I mean. But, yeah, definitely right. never a guy for me. But that's just because I'm tempted to complain. Like, I really am. And so, I yeah. mean, you have to know yourself enough to know what... Like, what you can talk about and who you can talk about it with and still let it be helpful for your relationship because I feel like that's a really big piece, too. Right. And, I mean, all of this, I mean, all of it is such a gray area to me because, I mean, we can't just say don't do this and do this. and But I just feel like there's, you know what's right and wrong based on how you feel while it's happening. <laughs> right. Like, even after I had that conversation with my friend in the car like he had texted me the next day and I felt kind of guilty. Like, and he wasn't even talking about that and nothing was happening, but I was just like, oh my gosh, I feel kind of bad because like, I still don't know if that was okay. (laughs) And it was just, I think it's good to be like that sensitive about it because you are being hyper aware of like how you're affecting your marriage. But at the same time, like, you know what it feels like when you're doing the right thing. Right. And if you have that kind of doubt like that, oh, I don't know if it was or not probably just a good idea to just to just stay away from that yeah because if it can go either way <laughs> yeah who's it? like I didn't have a problem with it personally like mm-hmm. because it happened once maybe if it happened a lot yeah I would but like when I'm constantly checking in for boundaries because I'm terrible yeah. I'm absolutely terrible at yeah. it but yeah maybe just talking to your spouse about what's appropriate too yeah and it, it really it, I think it depends a lot on on your spouse because Obviously, while, you don't want to walk up and be like, "Hey, yeah, guess what I did last night." <laughs> like, while, while I wasn't, I wasn't upset about it for the like because she told me that it happened. Yeah. Like because I trust him. First of all, like we're friends too. It's yeah. not just like well, her friend. I yeah. don't know who it is. Like I trust him, and and I know he respects both of us. Mm-hmm. So like, it, I wasn't upset about it, but somebody else might have been, and they right. would have had every right to be. Right. Because like, if I don't know, like it's just emotional boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe just, even if everything's not clear, because that might sound dumb, but it nothing's clear until someone says it is, like, have that conversation with your spouse, right. you know? Um, yeah, I just think that's really important to have a healthy, functioning marriage. <laughs> yeah, thriving. 
Thriving, yeah. Functioning. Functioning. <laughs> Surviving. It's on life support, but it's still going. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? Okay. Well. Well. I think that about does it. Thanks for listening, guys. And if you enjoyed the podcast, make sure that you share, rate, and subscribe. And or any of the above would be awesome. A, B, C. A, huh? A, B, and C. Uh, all the above is the, right? Yep. Okay. And we will see you back here next Friday. Have a great week. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs>